Is it good now? Good, good, good. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, a little bit of a malfunction on the microphone for some reason. There we go. Was I muted before? Was I muted? Was I muted the entire time? Not the entire time. Okay, I was okay. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Thanks for a little little bit of um technical difficulties, everybody. But thank you. I don't I don't know what was exactly up with that, but um we got we'll get it sorted out. So back into it. We got Illinois. Um and they got Kofi Coburn, Trent Frazier, and Andre Corbello all back. So those are huge additions. And then the Ohio State Buckeyes are going to be at number four. That's going to be another interesting team to watch out for. Uh, EJ Liddell is back. They did lose Dwayne Washington, though. EJ Liddell uh, was one of the top players in the nation last year, and he declared for the NBA draft but decided to come back. They're ranked number 17 in the AP poll, but they're ranked number eight in the Ken Palm. So that's very interesting. They, uh, and a team to watch out for in my Big Ten rankings are the Maryland Terrapins. I think that Maryland is going to be a tough team. They got – a couple of interesting transfers coming in. Fats Russell, point guard from URI, who has been one of their leading scorers over the past several years. He's going to be a grad senior. And Cutis Wahab, who was a big man from Georgetown, he's going to be uh, he's going to be a transfer over to Maryland. So Maryland bringing in a couple of guys. Ian Martinez, too, from Utah, who's a little bit of a highly regarded scorer. And they're bringing Dante Scott and Eric Ayala back. They're ranked 21 in, in the preseason uh, top 25. And they're also ranked 18 in the Ken Palm rankings. Uh, so I think that Maryland's going to be an interesting, going to be a very interesting squad. Uh, that's that is for sure. So Michigan State, there. Let's keep going down the list. We got Michigan State up next. The Michigan State Spartans. They're ranked number twenty-two in Ken Palm's rankings. They're not ranked in the AP poll, but they're bringing back Joey Hauser and they're bringing back Malik Hall. Um, so they should be good again this year. They were up and down last year. It was it was, it was a bit of a struggle, but it's, you know very. It, it was it was very it was a very interesting year for Michigan State because they were still good, but they struggled a bit, um, and they kind of f- caught a little fire at, towards the end of the season. But you know they they picked it up towards the end, so uh, they'll they'll be ranked number six. And then we got number seven Indiana. So Indiana is going to be interesting. The Indiana Hoosiers they're ranked number thirty one in Ken Palm's rankings. Uh, Mike Woodson, first-year head coach, uh, former Indiana Hoosier, obviously former Indiana player, and uh, former Knicks head coach, former Knicks assistant, former Clippers assistant. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. Got a couple more comments. Let's go Knicks. And then my brother also saying, I think you're muted. Once again, my bad, ladies and gentlemen. We bounce back from that, though. Okay, some technical difficulties. It's okay. We got it. We got it. And... Yes, when don't even know what that was about. I think that was about uh, the volume as well. Definitely think Iowa takes a step back without Garza. Agree with the top eight pretty much. I completely agree. 
That brings us down to Rutgers. Uh, well, number seven, Indiana. They got Trace Jackson Davis coming back. Tamar Bates, who is one of the, the better transfers in the nation. They're going to be ranked 31. And then after the top seven of the Big of the Big Ten, there's a big fall off, I think. Uh, the top seven teams are all very competitive. But then you got from eight down to 14 is just, as you can see on this list, is just not that good. And they're definitely going to struggle a little bit. Rutgers is once again going to be in the mix. They brought Ron Harper Jr. back, but they lost Montez Mathis, who transferred to to St. John's. They're ranked number 67 in the Ken Palm rankings. And then number nine is Iowa. You know, it's interesting because I don't think Iowa is going to have a great year at all, but for some reason, but Ken Palm thinks otherwise. He got them ranked 23 in the preseason rankings. They locked, lost Luca Garza, who is playing for the Detroit Pistons now. They lost Joe Wieskamp, who's playing for the San Antonio Spurs now. Lost C.J. Frederick, who transferred to Kentucky. And lost uh, Nunji, who transferred to Xavier. So a bunch of big losses. But they are bringing Jordan Bohannon back. They're bringing the McCaffrey brothers back. Keegan Murray and Joe Toussaint are all coming back. So that'll be interesting. And then Wisconsin, Brad Davison will be back. That's really the most notable Wisconsin was a pretty solid team last year, but I don't think they're going to, they're going to do much again. They're ranked number 44 in the Ken Palm. And then even as, as I said, after the top seven kind of fall off after the top 10, they fall off big time because as we can see, 11 through 14 are, is going to going to be a bit of a struggle. Nebraska, you know, we're still under the Fred Hoiberger era in Nebraska, still kind of waiting for them to, to do something. They, they do, um, have Trey McGowan's coming back. They lost Delano Banton, who's playing for the Raptors right now, who's one of their better players last year. But they got two top 100 guys coming in, including five-star shooting guard Bryce McGowan's. And then number 77-ranked center Wilhelm Bredenbach, who, you know, could be one of those international guys that takes a little while to develop into, uh, into an impactful player. And then at the bottom of the barrel... We got Northwestern at 12, ranked number 48. They're bringing back Boo Booey, who was, you know, most people just knew him from his funny name, but he was a good, good player. And Pete Nance, too, Larry Nance Jr.'s brother. Uh, and Casey Simmons, who is a top 100 recruit, is also coming in. Penn State, Micah Shrewsbury is going to take over as the first-year head coach. He was Purdue's assistant. And then the Minnesota Golden Gophers, at 14, lost basically everybody. They lost Richard Patino, uh, Marcus Carr transferred out, Booth Gatch transferred out, Liam Robbins transferred out. Now Ben Johnson will take over his first year, and they're probably going to struggle a bunch. They're ranked number 120. So that's the Big Ten in a nutshell right there. And as I said, the top seven are looking good. The rest is is going to be, be kind of interesting. And we'll jump over now to the Big 12. We'll hop on to um, the new graphic, and I'll remember to keep the mic going now, even though there we go. Okay, so we got the Big 12 now lined up, and the Big 12 is... They they struggled over the past couple of years, but they've looked a lot better um, as of late. And, 
you know, it was really a conference that Kansas kind of ran through. Texas was good some years, but now obviously we got the reigning champs, the Baylor Bears there. We got Texas Tech coming out. So the Big 12 is going to be interesting. And as as you can see, not really the Big 12 anymore. They're, they're more more like the Big 10 number two. But, you know, that's, that's um, an interesting one that they'd have to go over. But for the Big 12, the pre- they came out with the preseason awards for the Big 12. Big 10 didn't really come out with many preseason stuff, but the preseason player of the year is Remy Martin from Kansas. Uh, preseason newcomer of the year is Marcus Carr, as we were just talking about, who transferred out of Minnesota and is going to Texas. Freshman, um, the freshman of the year is Kendall Brown, who is going to Baylor. And then the all-Big 12 team, Matthew Meyer, who's returning to Baylor. O'Shea Ibaji, who's returning to Kansas. Remy Martin, who transferred from Arizona State to Kansas. David McCormick, who, who's still at Kansas. Marcus Carr, who's at Texas. And Terrence Shannon Jr., who's at Texas Tech. So if you can't tell by that, a lot of people think that Kansas is going to kind of run this uh, conference as they normally do. And it would not shock me one bit. So... That's the big so that's the Big Twelve in a nutshell. Number one, you got Kansas, AP poll ranked number three. Uh, Ken Palm also has them ranked number three. They're bringing Oshai Baji, Christian Brown, Mitch Lightfoot, David McCormick, and Jalen Wilson all back. Uh, they got Remy Martin transferring in. Jalen Coleman lands, who's actually going to be a sixth year senior. From, Ohio, from Iowa State, who's played for four different schools. Very interesting story. And Joseph Yesifu, who was one of the better players for Drake this past season uh, in Drake's deep run, as they stayed undefeated up until like close to 20 and 0, I think, last year. Uh, he was one of their best players. He transferred to Kansas, too, small point guard. And they got two top 100 recruits coming in. They got big man Zach Clements ranked number 36, and they got power forward K.J. Adams, ranked number 47. So Kansas is my pick to come out of the Big 12. They look dominant. They I, I anticipate them being fantastic, as they always are. So then number two, we got Texas. They're ranked number five in the AP poll, 14 in, the, in Ken Palm's rankings. It's the beginning of the Chris Beard era. Chris Beard is taken over from Texas Tech. He took the Texas job. Uh, he's the brand, he's the new head coach. Shaka Smart obviously left. He uh, was kind of fired, probably an agreed mutual parting ways, uh, and went to Marquette and they're bringing back Andrew Jones and Courtney, Courtney Ramey, who were two of their better players last year. Andrew Jones has been on them for a while, uh, beat cancer, had a tremendous feel good story. And the, but the big story of how Texas is going to be one of the top teams in the nation is because of their transfers. They have Marcus Carr, who everybody, who most people consider as the best transfer in the nation uh, throughout the throughout this entire uh, past transfer portal. He's coming in. Devin Askew from Kentucky is transferring in. Dylan Disu from Vanderbilt, who was a fifteen to nine guy. Christian Bishop from Creighton, who is an eleven to six guy. Uh, all established college basketball players, good basketball players that I think um, will make an impact and will be interesting uh, getting Texas over the over the hump and back into uh, some of their dominance as the Longhorns. We got James Robinson over here. Do you expect Kevin O'Banner to have a big year? Thanks, James, for the comment. I think Kevin O'Banner is going to have a really big year. I think that Texas Tech um, 
there's going to be a lot of room for outside stars at Texas Tech. And I think that uh, with Mac McClung gone, they are, they are bringing back Terrence Shannon, but I think Kevin O'Banner has, has a lot of talent and he's going to shine in that system. I think I honestly think that a lot. And James, thanks for the comment. Everybody, if you want to comment, get um, agree with anything I say, disagree with anything I say, drop a drop a comment below. Uh, so continuing back down on the Big 12, we got the uh, number three, the reigning champs, the Baylor Bears. They're ranked number eight in the AP poll, number four in the Ken Palm rankings. They obviously lost Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, and Mark Vital, but um, they're also bringing, bringing back a lot of their key players, LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, Matthew Meyer, Jonathan Chombo-Chachua. Crazy name, I know. Um very, very tough name to say, but it's a pretty cool name if you ask me. Flo Thamba, too. Sounds like Mo Bamba. And they're bringing in James Akinjo, who, too, who is one of the top transfers, uh, was at Georgetown, then played at Arizona last year, and is now going to be playing for his third school at Baylor. Good scoring guard. Uh, and they'll be bringing in two top 30 recruits, too. Kendall Brown, who was named the freshman preseason freshman of the year of the Big 12, and Langston Love, who is a forward, was ranked number 28 in the top 100. He actually tore his ACL Will not play this season, but he was a big recruit. So the Baylor ranked number three. Then number four, as James Robinson said, and Nick's got a question for James Robinson, is that the running back for the Jags? It might be. might just be. Same exact name. It's not like it's not a common enough name, you know? So Texas Tech is unranked in the AP poll, but they're ranked number 12 in Ken Palm's ranking. This is Mark Adams' first year. Obviously, Chris Beard left, so Mark Adams takes over. He's He was a longtime Texas Tech assistant. Uh, they're bringing back Terrence Shannon Jr., Marcus Santos Silva, and, Mil- and Mylik Wilson are all coming back. And they're bringing in some good transfers, too. They're bringing in Kevin O'Banner from Oral Roberts, who was – a uh, double-double type type player all of last season was one of Oral Roberts' best players in their uh, deep run to the tournament with Max Smith. But they're bringing in a few other low-level players that had huge years last year. Adonis Arms from Winthrop averaged 11.5 rebounds last season. He's transferring into Texas Tech. Davion Warren from Hampton, uh, a small guard, averaged 21.2 points, 6.3 rebounds uh, for a Hampton College. He's going to be headed to Texas Tech this season. And Bryson Williams from UTEP, who averaged 14 points and seven boards. So they got a few mid-major stars from this past year heading their way. So be interesting to see. And number five, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Obviously, the news broke out just recently that Oklahoma State will not be able to play in this year's tournament. Um which stinks, but they they are going to have to serve their suspension. They're not going to be allowed to play in the Big 12 tournament either, but um, for stuff that happened before the Mike Boynton era even took place, they got they got that sus- suspension uh, put, pushed off. It was supposed to be last year, but you know, with Kate Cunningham coming in, they had um, they had got it pushed off, but it's being re-implemented for this year and they're going to have to deal with it this year but they they obviously lost Cade Cunningham playing for the Detroit Pistons now first overall pick but they brought Avery Anderson back Isaac Likely and Bryce Williams and they also 
brought in two big transfers, two former five-star recruits in Musa Cisse, who was a freshman at Memphis last year, and Bryce Thompson, who was a fresh, freshman at Kansas last year. So those are two big recruits from the class of 2020 that will play their sophomore seasons for the Cowboys. So that's those are going to be interesting guys to watch out for. And Mike Boynton is a great head coach. I think they're going to be competitive again this year. Then number six, we got the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, their Ken Palm ranking is number 46. They're not in the top 25. They, they lost most of their... Uh, top players. They lost Miles McBride, Derek Culver, and Oscar Shebway, but they brought back Taz Sherman, Sean McNeil. They also lost Jordan McCabe, who transferred to UNLV. So West Virginia could struggle a little bit, but it's, they're they're bringing back some guys. And then Oklahoma at number seven, they lost a lot of guys too. They lost Austin Reeves, who's obviously playing for the Lakers now. Brady Manick transferred to UNC, and Dave, and Davion Harmon transferred to Oregon. But they're bringing back Elijah Harkless, who is one of their top scorers. And they're bringing in a few good transfers in Jordan Goldwire from Duke and the Groves brothers from Eastern Washington, one of the better st- uh, stories from last year's tournament. Tanner Groves averaged 17 points, eight boards, and his younger brother, Jacob Groves, are both headed to Oklahoma next year. And then at the bottom, we got TCU, we got Kansas State, and we got Iowa State. Not, very, not too much notable going on with them. Iowa State is bringing in a top 40 recruit in Tyrese Hunter, but they're all that this is going to be another division where similar to the big 10, the big 12 is kind of like a top seven and then a fall off. So there's your big 12. It's going to be an interesting one. Kansas is going to be right at the top of it. It's going to be an interesting uh, season for sure for the big 12. And now jumping over, we're going to hop into the big East and we'll share that big East graphic. Real quick. Okay. Sharing that big yeast graphic. Um, so as you can see up at the top, we got Villanova number one. Again, we got UConn number two, Xavier, Seton Hall, St. John's. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting year for the big East. I anticipate a lot of good stuff coming out. Um, I think that there's a lot of talent there. Colin Gillespie. They, they also came out with the awards too. Colin Gillespie is the preseason player of the year in the big East preseason freshman of the year is Aminu Muhammad from Georgetown and the all big East first team is Nate Watson from Providence, Julian Champagny from St. John's. Jared Roden from Seton Hall, Paul Scruggs from Xavier, and Zach Fremantle from Xavier. So you got two Xavier players right there. Xavier might be good again this year. And then just at the top of the list, we got number one Villanova. Uh, it seems like Villanova every preseason is number one in the Big East. Uh, they have a dominant year, year after year. They're ranked number four in the preseason AP poll. They're ranked number nine in Ken Palm's rankings. They're bringing back Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels, Brian Antoine, and Chris Archidiacono, Brian Archidiacono's brother. Their only big loss is Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who uh, declared for the NBA draft, was drafted in the second round. And they're also bringing in two top 100 recruits. They're not very tall, they're not very high recruits, both four stars, but shooting guard Jordan Longino for number 83 ranked in the top 100 and big man Non Njoku, number 93. So number 93 in the top 100. So Villanova will once again have a dominant year as they always do. They're going to be the team to watch out for in the Big East. But number two is going to be UConn. And, you know, everyone 
saw how UConn was run. They lived or died by James Booknight last season. When Booknight didn't play, they completely fell off. When he did play, they were one of the better teams in the nation. They're ranked number 24. They're not going to have Booknight this season, but they're ranked number 24 in the preseason top 25, number 21 in the Ken Palm rankings. They're bringing back R.J. Cole. They're bringing back A. Cook, A. Cook, who had an injury-filled season last year, but is a very talented big man. And they're also bringing back Tyrese Martin. And they're also bringing in three top 100 recruits power who are all four-star recruits, power forward Samson Johnson, point guard Rashul Diggins, and shooting guard Jordan Hawkins. So they definitely have a solid squad going on. You know, James Booknight is definitely going to be a player that's going to be missed big time by UConn, but I think they're going to be right back at it as a tough team. Uh, in the Big East, they're going to be neck and neck with Villanova. Villanova will probably uh, be a few steps ahead, but UConn will be duking it out. And also Xavier is going to be a tough team too. And that brings us to number three. They're not ranked in the top 25, but they're ranked 26 in Ken Palm's rankings. They're bringing back Zach Fremantle and Paul Scruggs, who are both preseason preseason, uh, first team all Big East players, uh, two dominant scorers. Fremantle was a transfer that came to Xavier last year. And they're also bringing Jack Nungy, who is a transfer big man from Iowa. Um, So Xavier kind of re-upped. They lost Najee Marshall a couple years ago, but they're looking pretty solid this year. And then there's a little bit of a fall off after that. You know, you got the top three teams. But then number four, you got in the Ken Palm rankings, ranked number 50 is the Seton Hall Pirates. Seton Hall obviously had those dominant teams just a couple seasons ago with led by Miles Powell. But they also just lost Sandro Mamakilashvili, who plays for the Bucks now. But the transfer portal played them very, very well. This off season, this off season, they're also bringing back Bryce Aiken, who was one of their transfers. Miles Kale, Ike Obiagu, and Jared Roden are all coming back. But the transfer portal, as I said, played them pretty well. They brought in twenty point five point per game score from American University, Jameer Harris, Kaderi Richmond from Syracuse, and nine point seven rebound big man from USF, University of South Florida, Alexis Yetna. So they got a few extra pieces coming in this year, which I think is going to be pretty interesting. Um, that And I think that'll help Seton Hall take an even bigger step forward. And they also got Brandon Weston coming in, who's a top 100 recruit. Uh, he's ranked number 78. He's a small forward. And obviously they lost Mamukilashvili. So that's Seton Hall right there for you. Then St. John's ranked number five, only ranked one spot below uh, Seton Hall in Ken Palm's ranking. So they're going to be neck and neck again this year. The last couple of years, we've seen them uh, go being neck and neck with Seton Hall, you know, playing some very meaningful games. But, you know, I think St. John's, I'm a St. John's fan. I think St. John's is going to have a surprisingly good year this year. They're going to be a tournament contender. But because they're bringing back Julian Champagne, Posh Alexander, and Dylan Adewusu, who were three of their top players last year. And they're also the transfer portal also played them very well as they're bringing in Montez Mathis from Rutgers, who was really the sidekick to Ron Harper Jr. Uh, last year in Rutgers' good run at the beginning of the season. Joel Soriano, who's a talented big man from Fordham, is switching boroughs and is going you know, to jump from Bronx to the Queens and go from Fordham to St. John's. He'll be playing. He'll, he might be starting 
as the big man for St. John's this year. He's got a lot of talent, lost a lot of weight too. Steph Smith from Vermont and Aaron Wheeler from Purdue. So they, they got, they do definitely have some talent. Uh, they kind of re-upped. It's going to be interesting to see. And then the Creighton Blue Jays too. Creighton, the transfer portal didn't really play them well. They lost a lot of talent, but the class of 2021 played them very well. They lost Marcus Zagorowski, Denzel Mahoney, Christian Bishop, Damian Jefferson, and Mitch Baylock. And if you look at that on paper, those were possibly um, five their five best players this entire season. They, they, it really could have been. So um, this is the entire past season. So I think that Creighton is, uh, is going to have a tough time replacing those guys, but they brought in... In order to replace those guys, they brought in four five four four star recruits, including power forward Arthur Kaluma, who's ranked number forty eight in the ESPN Top One Hundred. Shooting guard Trey Alexander, point guard Ryan Nemhard, who is Andrew Nemhard of Gonzaga's brother, who is ranked number sixty two in the Top One Hundred, and power forward Mason Miller. So I think that Creighton kind of re upped. They got they traded in their um veteran talent for a lot of young talent. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then seven through 10 is going to be interesting. Seven through 11, I should say is going to be interesting. Kind of a fall off after that. Butler is ranked 55 in the Ken Palm rankings, but uh, really not that good of a team. They bring back Chuck Harris, Bryce NJ and Jair Bolden province, bring back Nate Watson, Georgetown lost cutest Wahab. And they're bringing in Ryan. They're bringing in two, Interesting players as they're bringing in a five-star recruit in shooting guard Aminu Muhammad and uh, son of NBA great Dikembe Mutombo, Ryan Mutombo, is coming in. But besides that, Georgetown probably will struggle a bit this year. And then Marquette, the big storyline, Shaka Smart's taken over as their head coach for the first year. They lost a lot of guys. DJ Carden left, and they're going to have to uh, re-up with some talent. So we'll see if Shaka Smart can kind of turn that program around. They're ranked 87. Then DePaul has been the bottom of the barrel over the last several years uh, in the Big East. They're projected to be at the bottom barrel again. They they don't have very much talent. They're ranked 140 in the in Ken Palm's rankings, which is not good for a power six conference. I, I call it power six. That's like that's my own little thing. That I do. A lot of people say power five. I say college basketball has a power six, the ones that I'm going through right now. The Big Ten, the Big 12, Big East, Pac 12, SEC, and ACC are basically the power six conferences. So, uh, DePaul, right at the bottom of that. We've got a few more comments from James Robinson here. Uh, do you expect Andre Jackson to take a step forward? I do. I think that Andre Jackson is going to be big this year. I think that. Uh, there's a good shot that he gets more time and, uh, you know, I think, I think he'll get more minutes and could definitely take advantage of that. And I'm very excited to watch St. John's this year. Definitely am too. I like Soriano a lot. So do I. So jumping over from the big East, we'll get into the PAC 12 right now. So the PAC 12, another interesting conference. We'll switch we'll switch graphics again here right quick. Um, the Pac-12 has, over this last several years, has been just a strange conference to predict. Um, they go back and forth. 
they go back and forth from uh, being dominant to not being dominant and so on and so forth. They, they got, they, but they do have a couple of interesting teams. I think that the, I think the PAC 12, unlike the big 10 and the big 12, that top seven were kind of ran uh, the entire conference. I think the top two kind of run the PAC 12. I think that UCLA and Oregon are both legitimate title contenders. And then there's a bit of a fall off afterwards. And it, there's a big fall off after four. I think Oregon state who made a huge run last year is going to, is going to lead the way to a much bigger fall off in the PAC 12, but previewing the PAC 12 a little bit, you got UCLA who's going to be number one. They're ranked number two in the AP poll. They're ranked number seven in Ken Palm's rankings. They're bringing Johnny Juzang back. Cody Riley's coming back. Jaime Haquez is coming back. Tiger Campbell's coming back. Uh, they lost Chris Smith, but they're also bringing in five-star recruit, small forward Peyton Watson, and shooting guard, four-star recruit Will McClendon, who is ranked number 67 in the top 100. So they got some interesting guys coming back. Obviously, the guys everybody is looking out for is Johnny Juzang and Jaime Haquez, who were two big key pieces to their run to the final four last year. Um, Johnny Juzang want to be being one of the best players in the nation. He, you know, preseason is already projected to be one of the top players in the nation could be a top pick in the 2022 NBA draft. Uh, that was a big addition to bring back for UCLA. He'll probably be their leading scorer. And then Oregon, Oregon, um, played the waiver wire, played them well. They did bring back Will Richardson and then Folly Dante, who were two of their better players, but, they brought in Davian Harmon, who was one of Oklahoma's best scorers last year in Oklahoma's good teams. Quincy Guerriere, who is a talented scorer for Syracuse. And Jacob Young, who's a 14.3 assist guy from Rutgers. Another guy who transferred out of Rutgers, but he's going to Oregon. Uh, somebody who could possibly fill the hole for Chris Duarte, which is going to be a big big shoes to fill. And they're also bringing in Nate Biddle, who is the number 11 recruit and one of the top centers in the entire nation. This past year, five-star recruit. Uh, Oregon ranked number 13 in the AP poll, but ranked 29 in Ken Palm's ranking. So not getting much love from Ken Palm in the preseason. Not as much as USC, which is up next. USC Trojans. Obviously, they lost Evan Mobley, who was their star player last year, already balling out for the Cleveland Cavaliers this season. But they're bringing back his brother Isaiah Mobley, bringing back Drew Peterson, and they got one top 100 recruit in Malik Thomas coming in. I think USC might struggle a bit this year. They're not in the same class as UCLA and Oregon, but they're they're going to be up there as well. And at number four, we got Arizona. They're number 47 they, in uh, Ken Palm's rankings. Really, the only notable guy they're bringing back is Azulis Tubelis, who was a 12.7 rebound guy for them last year. Uh, they got a couple of recruits coming in. They got Kim Aiken Jr. from Eastern Washington, who is an 11.8 rebound guy, and Justin Keir from Georgia, who's a sixth-year senior. So he's taking that next step from Georgia to Arizona. And they also have Shane Noel, who's ranked number 69 in the top 100. So I think Arizona will probably struggle a bit this year. No real notable players. You know, it's it's funny how we went through – good five to 10 years where a lot of the top recruits in the nation were going to Arizona and they were spitting out a bunch of top picks every single year in the NBA draft. And now all of a sudden the wells run dry for them and they haven't been able to put it to attract as much talent. They haven't um, 
gotten nearly as many five-star recruits as they were in the past. So that'll be interesting. And then, and then as the fall-off occurs, you got Oregon State, who made a deep run in the tournament last year, but they lost Ethan Thompson, who was their leading scorer. But they brought back Warith Alatiche, who was a 10-point, nine-rebound, one-block, one-assist guy in Jared Lucas. So they're ranked 73 in Ken Palm's rankings. Number six, Colorado. Uh, they're ranked 35 in Ken Palm's rankings. So a big jump right there. But I, I still see Oregon State being better than Colorado. Uh, Colorado is bringing in three top 100 guys. They're all four stars. And they lost McKinley Wright. So I don't see them doing a ton this year, but could could play spoiler a bit. Then number seven, we got Arizona State. Arizona State's always an interesting team. Um, they brought back Marcus Bagley, which was an interesting, very interesting addition to bring back. Um, everybody thought he was going to leave for the NBA draft. They lost Josh Christopher. They lost Remy Martin, who transferred to Kansas. But they brought Marcus Bagley back, so he by far will be the the probably the leading scorer and the top player for Arizona State this season. And they're also bringing in DJ Horn, who is a transfer from Illinois State. And then at the bottom of the barrel, we got Washington State, who's ranked 63 in Ken Palm. They're really the only notable thing they did this offseason. They're bringing in 21-point-per-game score from South Alabama, Michael Flowers. So Michael Flowers getting into a, a Power 6 conference was a 20-plus-per-game score last year. They lost Isaac Bonton, though. Stanford, they got two more. As as we saw last year, Zaire Williams uh, entered the NBA draft, ended up becoming a lottery pick. But Stanford's got two more top 100 recruits. They've been they've been able to recruit the last few years. I'll get I'll give them that. They got a five star in this small forward Harrison Ingram coming in, and point guard Isa Silva. So they're not going to be that good this year. They're ranked 68 in Ken Palm. They could be a possible team that can sneak into the end of the tournament, but it's going to be very difficult in a tough. Uh, Pac-12, but the main guys that they're going to look out for is Harrison Ingram and Isa Silva. And then at the very, very bottom, we got Utah, Washington, and California. Nothing too notable about them. Utah ranked 93. Washington ranked 102. Washington had been bringing in some talent over the past couple of years, but the wells run dry for them, too. You know, it was just a couple of years ago that they had Isaiah Stewart and Jaden McDaniels who came in and, and, um, um, Nazia Carter, too, who were all top recruits. Nazia Carter being relative of Jay Z, actually, fun fact. And then California Golden Bears, who haven't had a very competitive season in a long time. So that is the Pac 12 for you. Um, gonna be very interesting, as I said. Big 10 and Big 12 is top seven, and then there's a big fall off. Pac 12, in my opinion has a top two, and then there's a big fall-off. I see UCLA and Oregon are legit title contenders. They're very high on my list, but besides that, there's competitive teams. I think USC can be a competitive team. I think Arizona can be a competitive team. Um, I think Arizona State can possibly be a competitive team if they can figure things out, but uh, UCLA and Oregon being the real powerhouses in that conference so now only two conferences left in our in our college basketball season preview we got the acc we'll switch screens here and bring in the acc graphic um the acc is going to be in yeah the interest 
see the ACC is going to be interesting yet again, as I was saying, um, with the top 15 teams. I think really the powerhouses come within the top seven or eight, I want to say. You know, it's going to be very difficult because there's a lot of teams in the middle of that list, as you can see, that are very interesting teams and are very going are going to be very tough to predict, in my opinion. But it's, you know, we'll lead things off with the Duke Blue Devils. Duke struggled a ton last year. They're going to bring in they're bringing in one of the top recruits in the nation, number four in the top 100, potential number one overall pick, Paolo Banchero, who was a first-team All-American to start the season, hasn't even played a game of college basketball, and they're expecting a ton of things out of him. Then they're also bringing in five-star Trevor Keels and five-star A.J. Griffin. So they got three five-star recruits coming in. They have transfer Theo John from Marquette, rebounder, shot blocker, does all the dirty work for you, good player, and they're bringing Wendell Moore and Jeremy Roach back. It's also Coach K's final year. That's uh, something to to note. Um, that's going to be really the big storyline of this off of this entire season for Duke is how it's Coach K's final year. Um, it's going to be the Coach K tour this entire season. John Shire is set to take over as the Duke head coach after this season, but uh, Coach K. We'll have one last chance at a championship. We'll see if he can get um, that final ring before he before he leaves. But besides that, Duke is going to be a top team once again this year. And that's followed by Florida State, who is the only other ACC team that is in the AP poll. Actually, two of the three. The Virginia is ranked 25, I should say. But Florida State is ranked 20. Uh, in the Ken Palm rankings, they're ranked 24. They're bringing Malik Osborne back and Anthony Polite. Uh, they're bringing in Caleb Mills and Cameron Fletcher, who are both transfers. And they got Matt Cleveland, John Butler, and Jalen Worley, who are all top 100 recruits, who are all four-star recruits coming in. So Florida, And Florida State always puts out talent. We see it every, year after year. Um, they always put out NBA talent. They always put out competitive teams. So I highly anticipate Florida State being dominant again this year. And then you got UNC. The Tar Heels had a bit of a letdown last season, but let and that was followed up by a shocking Roy Williams retirement. And now Hubert Davis, who former NBA player in the '90s for the Knicks, former UNC, uh, former UNC star, is now taking over as head coach. This is his first year. It's interesting, you know, watching a UNC team that is not run by Roy Williams or. A, a college basketball season that's it doesn't have a team run by Roy Williams for that matter between his time at Kansas and at UNC, but UNC should be competitive this year. They're ranked number 40 in the Ken Palm, not in the top 25. Um, they're looking to bounce back this year. They brought leaky black back. They brought our Armando Baycott and Caleb love who are all, going to be preseason guys to watch out for and then a couple of transfers too. Brady Manick who is one of the star players from Oklahoma last year transferred in and Dawson Garcia who was star big man from Marquette also is transferring in and but I think the big reason why they have such a letdown is their recruiting class was not that good they have one top 100 guy DeMarco Dunn who was ranked 49 who was a four-star recruit that was it you know it's it's interesting seeing North Carolina not landing four-star or five-star recruits, but they really didn't. And they got one notable freshman coming in. They got a lot of guys returning, though, so they're hoping that those guys can bounce back. Armando Baycott being 
one of the key pieces. He was a first-team All-ACC in the preseason. So that'll be an interesting one. And then number four, we got the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia is always going to be competitive, so well coached. They're ranked 25 in the AP poll, but 45 in Ken Palm's rankings, which is a little interesting. They're bringing Kihei Clark back. Really, they're only a notable guy they're bringing back, but their transfers, they got Armand Franklin from Indiana, and they got East Carolina's Jaden Gardner, who was an 18.8 rebound guy coming in. So that could be a guy to watch out for, Jaden Gardner, everybody. He he can get some minutes for Virginia. And then there's a and then at number five, we got Virginia Tech, who had a good year last year. They're bringing in Storm Murphy, who's a transfer from Wofford, one of their better shooters. Number six, we got Louisville, who is ranked 36th in the Ken Palm rankings. Uh, they're bringing in Mike James. It's it's going to be an interesting one for both for Virginia Tech and uh, Louisville. Syracuse as well, for that matter, honestly, I think. Syracuse ranked number seven. They're bringing back Buddy Beheim and Joe Girard. And they're bringing in Jimmy Beheim, who is a 17.6 rebound uh, player from Cornell. So, um. Bayheim's got his two sons now playing for Syracuse this upcoming season. They're ranked 41 in the preseason. Buddy Bayheim's established himself as one of the best players in the nation. He's a first-team All-ACC to start the year. And the Virginia Tech, Louisville, and Syracuse, I see as being all in, like, the same category. They're all in they're, – they're, they aren't seen as elite teams, but they're going to be teams that are going to give other that are going to give fits. Probably hang out around like an an eight, nine, ten seed in the tournament, something along those lines. Um, I think I think that they can wreak a little havoc. They might surprise us too. I think that that's kind of kind of in that range. But I think the top four in the ACC right there: Duke, Florida State, UNC, and Virginia are kind of like the powerhouses. We got Notre Dame basketball makes my head spin. Definitely not as good as football. That's for sure. That brings us right up to Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame got no love from the top 25 uh, AP poll, but they were ranked 27 in the, the in Ken Palm's rankings, which was very interesting. They're bringing back Prentice Hub. They're bringing back Nate Lashevsky, who were both their two leading scorers last year. They weren't that great last year, and they probably aren't going to be that great again this year. Um it's been a while since we've seen a really good Notre Dame basketball team. And then they followed by that, we've got NC State Wolfpack at number nine, Ernest Ross and Turquavion Smith, who are two top 100 recruits are coming in. Georgia Tech um, at number 10, they lost Moses Wright. And then 11 through 15 is the bottom of the barrel right there. Uh, Clemson, ranked number 59, Miami. Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, and Boston College, especially Pittsburgh and Boston College. I mean, Pittsburgh was a little bit competitive last year, but they lost Justin Champagny and Audiasi Tony, who transferred to Arkansas. So that's the ACC right there. Um, the bottom of the barrel is going to be really bad, in my opinion. I think from like 11 down to 15, as you can see in that list, from Clemson to Boston College is going to struggle big time this year. Uh, they don't have much talent. They're kind of in a rebuilding phase trying to get you know, attract some more um some better recruits in the coming years but the top 3 is what really stands out Duke, Florida State and UNC the top 4 I should say cuz Virginia as well the really the top 4 are the elite 5 through 7 is what I would say are the spoilers 
Virginia Tech, Louisville, and Syracuse can, you know, play spoiler, can, you know, get some interesting wins, and then 8 through 15 kind of are a fall-off after that. And that brings us to our final conference of this of the uh, college basketball season preview, the SEC. We'll get that graphic right up here for you. And uh, the SEC last year was a bit of a shockingly great um, conference, if I do say so myself. If I do say so myself, it was a pretty shockingly good conference. And this year, it's going to be led by Kentucky. Kentucky had a down year last year, but it's, it, they, if they did anything, they completely re-upped. It was amazing what they did. They they probably are the overall biggest winners on the transfer portal. They're bringing back Dante Allen, Keon Brooks, Davion Mitchell, and Jacob Toppin, brother of Obi Toppin, jersey I'm wearing right now. Um they're bringing all those guys back. They lost a bunch of guys, but the transfer portal was amazing to them. They brought in Oscar Shebway, who was a top recruit from West Virginia. They brought in Severe Wheeler, who's one of the better scorers from Georgia. Kellen Grady, who was the leading scorer for Davidson, and CJ Frederick, knockdown three point shooter from Iowa. And they, along with that, they also have a tremendous incoming freshman class with including two guys who are potential lottery picks in Ty Ty Washington and Damian Collins, point guard Ty Ty Washington, power forward Damian Collins, and a potential second-round pick who is ranked number 33 in the top 100, power forward Bryce Hopkins. So they're ranked number 10 in the AP poll. I think that's kind of low. Ken Palm has them ranked 17. I think that's even kind of lower. When I go through my top 10, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how I feel about them. But then number two, we got Alabama. Alabama lost – Lost some talent. They lost Herbert Jones. They lost Sean Petty Jr. But they're bringing back Javon Quinterly. They're bringing back Jane Shackelford. And they've got J.D. Davison, who was a five-star recruit incoming, and Charles Bidiaku, who is a four-star recruit incoming. So they kind of re-upped. They're going to be good again this year. And same with Arkansas. The Razorbacks are going to be nasty again this year. They're ranked 16 in the AP poll, 15 in Ken Palm's ranking. They bring J.D. Note back. And the transfer portal played uh, tremendous for them too, but it was mostly mid-major guys that played the tremendous for them. Point guard Chris Likes was one of the guys that they brought in, a 5'7 point guard from Miami, transferred to Arkansas. Kamani Johnson from Arkansas Little Rock, who was 11.7 rebound guy last season, will be coming into Arkansas. Stanley Umudi from South Dakota, who was a 22.7 rebound guy for University of South Dakota last year, will be coming into Arkansas. And and as we were talking about just a little while ago, Audie S.E. Tony, who was a 14.6 rebound guy for Pitt last year, is coming into Arkansas. So they, they brought in four very intriguing transfers, including two guys from mid-major schools in Kamani Johnson and Stanley Mude. And they also have one top 100 guy. They don't have a Moses Moody coming in who is, you know, a five-star recruit, but they do have the number 72 ranked Chance Moore coming in. And then that's followed by Tennessee. Tennessee's ranked 18 in the AP poll, 13 in the Ken Palm rankings. They're bringing back J- John Fulkerson, Sintago Viscozzi, and Victor Bailey. Uh, bring in Justin Powell, who is a transfer from Auburn, and they bring in one top 100 recruit in Jonas Edu, who is ranked number 52. And then Auburn, ranked number five, as we just said, Joe, Justin Powell transferred from Auburn to Tennessee, but Auburn ranked 22 in the AP poll. As you can see, that's all the top five teams in 
the SEC or all got AP poll rankings. So the SEC getting a lot of love in the um in the beginning of the season for um, from the AP poll, they're ranked number 22, and their Ken Palm ranking is number 28. They're bringing Alan Flanagan back, who the news just broke that they're going to be holding Alan Flanagan out for a little while because going through a little bit of an investigation about him declaring for the draft last year just to make sure that nothing, no funny business is played. I don't expect him to be out for too long. It's kind of just like a precautionary thing. Um just an NCA investigation just so that way, you know, the kid doesn't get anything, any type of unnecessary suspensions or anything along those lines. So I think that, that was a smart move. And to bring in a few interesting transfers to Walker Kessler from North Carolina, who was one of their better players, didn't play much last year. He's going to be heading to Auburn. Zepp Jasper, who was a 16.4 rebound guy from Charleston. College, Katie Johnson from Georgia, and Wendell Green Jr., who is a 16.5 assist guy from Eastern Kentucky. So another team in the SEC that is tr- is taking advantage from the transfer portal. Kentucky, Arkansas, and Auburn all huge on the transfer portal. And Auburn's also got a potential uh, lottery pick in this upcoming draft power for Jabari Smith, who was ranked sixth in the top 100 five-star recruit. So... Not too shocking at all that um, all those teams were ranked. Auburn, Arkansas, and Kentucky all being uh, some of the top winners in the transfer portal this season. And then that's followed by LSU, who is ranked number 43 in the Ken Palm rankings. They bring back Darius Days and Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son. Uh, They brought in Adam Miller from Illinois, who's going to miss the season most likely in Xavier Pinson, who is one of Missouri's best players. Um, and on top of that, they brought in Efton Reed, who is a five-star center, uh, ranked number 20 in the top 100, Jarrell Colbert and Brandon Murray. And then number seven, we got Florida, who's ranked number 25 in Ken Palm's rankings, unranked in the AP poll. They're bringing back Colin Castleton and the to-be-determined return of Keontae Johnson. Obviously, all college basketball fans know the story of Keontae Johnson, collapsed last season and did not play. Hope we're, Every college basketball fan, even if you hate Florida, is praying that Keontae Johnson will take the court again this season um, and we'll be able to see him again. But his, his to-be-determined uh, debut of the 2021 season will be a key for Florida to kind of get back on track, I think. And they also, Florida didn't have as much success on the transfer portal as some of the top teams, but they they did have some interesting guys come in as they got a couple of good mid-major guys. Philandros Fleming Jr. from Charleston Southern, who was a 20.7 rebound guy, um, is heading in. And Brandon McKissick from University of Kansas City, who was a 17.4 rebound guy, um, is also headed in to Florida as as well as CJ Felder from Boston College. And then number eight is Mississippi State. Mississippi State is very interesting. They're ranked number 65 in the Ken Palm rankings. They're bringing back Iverson Molinar, who is one of their best players, and Tolu Smith, who is a 13.9 rebound guy for them. But they got three very interesting transfers coming in. Garrison Brooks, who was arguably UNC's best player last season, um, is taking his fifth year and is going to be playing for Mississippi State this year. DJ Jeffries, who was a former top recruit from Memphis, transferring to Mississippi State. And the great Rocket Watts from Michigan State is transferring to Mississippi State. So they got 
say for all college all college basketball fans, big college basketball fans know all three of those names. So they got three big names coming in the Mississippi State Bulldogs. But besides that, um, the talent is slim to none. If any of them get hurt or anything like that, and then number nine we got Ole Miss, uh, Nizier Brooks transferring in from Miami. They got one top 100 guy coming in, ranked number 42, Deshaun Ruffin. Um, And then number 10, Missouri, got Jaron Coleman transferring in from Ball State. And then we got the bottom of the barrel. Really, 9 through 14 is the bottom of the barrel. But 11, we got South Carolina, ranked 86. Texas A&M, ranked 78. Vanderbilt, 79. Vanderbilt, a couple of notable things about them. Jerry Stackhouse, once again, um, has been recruiting well for Vanderbilt, but just can't get them over the hump. His you got to imagine that his job is on the hot seat right now. They're bringing Scottie Pippen Jr. back, though, who declared for the NBA draft, but decided to withdraw. So he's headed back to Vanderbilt. And they're also bringing Liam Robbins, who is a transfer from Minnesota, was their big man. And then Georgia ranked 159, one of the lowest rankings in all of the Power Six conference, conference schools. Uh, they're going to struggle big time this year. They lost Severe Wheeler, who is really like their best player. So that's it. For the SEC, that's it for the Power Six conferences, and that is our college basketball season preview right there. But we still have a little bit more before we can call it quits for for the entire. Um, we got a few more things on deck, including the top matchups of the week. We're well past an hour of the show, but the top matchups of the week. Obviously, we did this all of last season, um, and. This was one of our one of our key pieces um, of the show last year. We, we we went through all the top games of the week, and now we can finally bring it back. So here are some of the top matchups of the week that you can watch out for in this in the first season in the first week of the college basketball season. First off, number three Kansas takes on Michigan State tomorrow night, Tuesday at seven o'clock. That's going to be a great one to watch. Bill Self versus Tom Mizzo, always a fun one to watch. It's going to be. Um, definitely a very exciting game. Uh, good rivalry right there between Kansas and Michigan state. And just as my brother said, Duke Kentucky tomorrow going to be great. We got number 10, Kentucky versus number nine, Duke tomorrow night at nine 30. Um, another big game. We're usually not spoiled like this during the first week of the season, but we've got, we've got some big games coming up. And we got number we got three Kansas versus Michigan State. We got number ten Kentucky. We got Kentucky versus Duke on opening night of college basketball. Now that's that's a treat right there. And then a couple of rivalry games that I threw in there of unranked teams. We got Fordham versus Manhattan. Anybody who lives in this area knows about that rivalry. That's Friday night at seven. Um, that'll be an interesting one. We got San Diego State versus BYU, which is another West. Anybody who lives out West knows about that rivalry. That's also Friday night at eight at nine. And then this weekend, later on this weekend, we got number four Villanova versus number two UCLA uh, Friday night at 1130. That's that's going to be another good one. We got two versus four, which is going to be really cool. Um, Villanova versus UCLA. We got a little sneak peek of Johnny Juzang and the rest of the UCLA squad that's so highly regarded. And then a number one versus number five. We got number five, Texas versus number one, Gonzaga. Always love to see Gonzaga playing some tough competition to start the season. As we know, once conference play starts, they're 
their conf- their competition kind of lightens a bit because of the WCC. But it'll be nice to see Texas go up against them. I think that Texas is a sneaky team this year. I think Texas is a really sneaky team. So I think that that's going to be a great one to watch this Saturday night at 1030. And then Sunday, we got number 20, Florida State versus Florida. So Florida State, Florida, another rivalry game. Um, hopefully Keontae Johnson can possibly play. Haven't heard much about it, but Florida State always coming out tough. And as of late, obviously Florida State has been much more dominant than Florida has. Um, so that'll be an interesting one to uh, to check out. So those are our top games of the week. And now only two more segments. We got my preseason top 10. We already gave you the AP poll. So I got to go through my top 10. Um, number 10, I got Duke. I got the Blue Devils ranked at number 10. Um, I think that they're going to be dominating again this year. They got a good freshman class coming in. Number nine, I got Oregon. I think Oregon's going to be another tough team. Um, I think Oregon's transfers, I think Davion Harmon's going to be big. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see Oregon. I'm, I'm excited a little bit to see some Pac-12 hoops, and I haven't been very excited to see Pac-12 hoops in a long time but it's probably since the 16-17 season when Lonzo Ball was taken uh, UCLA by storm. That was the last time that I was paying deep attention to uh, the Pac-12. But now I'm going to be excited to watch some more Pac-12 this year. And then number eight, I got Michigan. Uh, Michigan losing a bunch of guys, but they're bringing in a bunch of uh, five-star recruits. They got Jawan Howard still. They're bringing Hunter Dickinson back. I, I think that they're going to be good again this year. Number seven, we got the reigning champs, the Baylor Bears. You have to have Baylor up there. Number six, I got Villanova. Always have to have Villanova up there too. Number five, I got Kentucky. That's much higher than most people have them. A lot of a lot of people have them outside of the top 10. The AP poll has them outside of the top 10, but I got them ranked at number five. I think Kentucky is going to be scary this year, and they're going to be really scary. They got firepower from all different angles. They got so many good transfers. They got a bunch of good young talent coming in. I think that it's going to be – it's going to be a fun team to watch. And then number four, I got UCLA. UCLA is ranked three in in the AP poll. I have them ranked like one lower. I want to see what I can see about them. Number three, I got Texas. Number two, I have Kansas. And then number one, I have Gonzaga. So that is my preseason top ten. And then before we wrap up the show, we got to throw a little bit of NBA in there. That was enough college basketball hour 10 minutes of my college basketball season preview we had a little bit of uh technical malfunctions we had a little we had a little bit of a lot of different stuff so it was a very interesting episode but thank you everybody for staying tuned for that entire college basketball season preview my entire thoughts on all the the power six conferences and now let's check out my week four nba power rankings at number five we got the brooklyn nets the nets um, were ranked low in my preseason rankings last week, but they're starting to come along. They got they're playing at the Bulls this week on Monday tonight. Um, Wednesday they're at Orlando. Friday they're at the Pelicans, and Sunday they're at Oklahoma City. So they're away all week. They got four away games, so that'll be a test. Not very tough games though. Um, Orlando Pelicans and um, the Thunder being the three and then number four i got the utah jazz uh they they play tomorrow at home against atlanta thursday at home against indiana and saturday at home against miami so they got three home games 
this week. And then number three, I got the Philadelphia 76ers. I haven't had the 76ers in my power rankings yet this season, but they're on a roll. They're eight and two now. They they play tonight against the New York Knicks. Uh, tomorrow night at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. Thursday at home against the Toronto Raptors, and then Saturday at the Indiana Pacers. So they got three straight home games to start this season to start this week, and then one away game to end it. And then number two, I got the Golden State Warriors. I've, I've had Golden State in my top five, I think, all season long. They've been dominant all year. They're playing again at home against the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Wednesday, they're at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Friday, they're at home against the Chicago Bulls. And then Sunday, they're in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. And then number one, the best team in the NBA right now is the Miami Heat. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They're completely locked in. Jimmy Butler's having a stud year. As always, they're playing tonight at the Denver Nuggets, Wednesday at the Los Angeles Lakers, Thursday at the Los Angeles Clippers, and then Saturday at Utah. So they're on a West Coast road trip right now. They're playing at Denver. Then they got both L.A. teams in L.A. and they got in Utah. So they have a very tough week um, upcoming for them this week. But it's it'll be interesting to see what they can do with that. And uh, I think they'll have a few tests. But... That's gonna wrap the that well. That's gonna wrap it up for tonight's episode. I want to thank everyone who tuned into the Review and Preview Network to watch another episode of the Three and D, and to all those listening via podcast, YouTube, etc. You can also follow the show on Twitter at the Three and D. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week. Thank you for staying tuned for my college basketball season preview. Brand new season tips off tomorrow night for the college basketball season. We had a few malfunctions throughout the show, but thank you everybody for staying tuned. Check out everything else on the Review and Preview Network on our YouTube channel and brand new episodes coming to you every Monday night at 8.30, hopefully with no more uh, microphone malfunctions this time. So have a great night, everyone.